0: Hi, I'm Jamar McNeil from iHeartRadio's CHUM 104.5.
1: And I'm Anne-Marie Medawake from CTV's Your Morning. So usually at this point, uh, our third host in this podcast would introduce herself as a proud Mi'kmaq woman. However, that is not the case today.
0: As some of you may have heard, the world lost an incredible bright light on Christmas Day when our dear friend and colleague Candy Parmeter passed away suddenly from health complications.
1: So we felt it was important to come together, share a few final thoughts about Candy on this special edition of From Where We Stand: Conversations on Race and Mental Health. And uh, it just still feels very surreal, Jamar, that we're doing this podcast and that Candy is no longer with us.
0: Yeah, we've never really come together. Without her presence as a group, this is uh this is very different and it's it's heartbreaking to be honest because she was an integral part of what made the messages that we uh, we put out on this podcast work and made them so effective. She was a very big part of that it's uh man well uh, do do you remember the the day that you found out um of her passing?
1: yeah, you texted me and you said uh are you okay?" and I was wondering why and it was Christmas. We were, you know, packing up and busy and getting ready to head out the door. And uh, anyway, uh, and then when I, I just didn't seem, it didn't seem like it was possible that she was, she was gone. And it, and it still doesn't feel possible really that she's gone. I I saw her around the building at 299 Queen Street. She was there for another show. Mm -hmm. Uh, And even just, you know, we're going to hear a little bit from her today, but going back and listening to some of the podcasts in the past, just. She lived loud and proud in everything that she did, including this podcast. And I feel really, I learned so much. I laughed a lot with Candy. She's, as we all know, she was very funny. But I also learned a lot from Candy, too. We'll talk a little bit about what we learned from her as well. But I'm glad we're doing this because I feel like it's a really fitting tribute to her because, as you said, Jamar, she's such an integral part of not only the conversations, but the content as well. We'll hear some of that from the producers.
0: Absolutely. A leader a leader in her uh, in her own right and in her community by all measures. How are you doing? You know what? I. <laughs> you never expect news like that, especially from someone who was so full of life. Um, that news hit me really hard because, you know, she's one of those people who, because of how effective she was at delivering a message and uh, being a voice for her people, you want her like literally wrapped in bubble wrap, and like we need you,
2: hmm.
0: we need you. You're the type of person that we need to be on the front line of this fight um, for for equal rights and justice for all people, and also to, to to tell the story of what she has gone through and what people like her and her community have gone through. She she was a very loud voice for that. So to hear that she perished was just really heartbreaking because I was really looking forward to. Uh, being able to watch the changes that could happen with her at the helm of of, of this effort for uh, racial equality and uh, and mental health um, awareness for people in Canada and throughout the world, I, I just uh, a bright light is just an understatement about mm-hmm. Candy Palmer. And when I heard that she passed, it was just disappointing on many levels, just on a human level and on a level for the struggle. I said, "Wow, that was not the one to go." But here we are.
1: I know. Um, I I felt sad, really sad off and on. And and it hit me deeper and harder than I would have expected. And also because yeah. we weren't friends outside of doing this podcast. But, you know, when you're doing a podcast like this where you're dealing with issues of, of race and racism and personal stories. And then I went through a period where I was really mad, to be honest. Yeah. I was really angry. She was young she had so much coming her way this year. She did her memoir and a new show and a tour. And um, I was just like, it's like in your 50s, it's just too, it's too soon and there was too much. And uh, I'm glad that Sushrao suggested that we put a podcast like this together because I think it's a really important way to honor her and to bring all of us together because we all haven't been together um, since she passed. Do you remember, do you have a special memory or or a memory that stands out about working with Candy?
0: You know what? I haven't, outside of the podcast, worked with her too much, but the podcast and our conversation together were so intimate and so um, vivid that it would just be an amalgamation of all the conversations we had. You know, her stories about what it's like to be an indigenous woman were some of the best stories for me about that experience because I don't know many indigenous people. So she gave me a wealth of experiences through her her words that painted some really, really vivid pictures. You know, her talking about her brothers and, you know, her father hmm, yeah. and what it was like, you know, growing up with all these strong men and trying to, uh, you know, navigate the world as a woman, but having these really strong male influences I just thought it was remarkable to hear someone who was able to uh, harness all that energy for some of the big challenges that she was facing in her community. I, I, it was just, just I mean, even as a person who worked on the podcast together with you <laughs> and uh, Candy, I enjoy just listening <laughs> a lot of times. I just want, yeah, I, I just want to listen. Um, so yeah, I, I have to say one of my favorite memories, just listen to her talk and she was so funny. So, so funny. You know, as a person who's still uh, trying to get my my footing in this country, uh, if, if anyone listening knows I'm from the United States, you know, one of the things that I sort of struggle here is with uh, the fact that Canada is a bit of a little more conservative country, you know, the way people express themselves. But in Candy, I found a very loud and proud and aggressive person who I said, I, I get her because <laughs> she gets me. And... Uh, <laughs> I really just loved that, you know, that she was just really loud and unapologetic about exactly how she felt, no matter how, you know, off-color or off-putting or unconservative, if that's a word, um, it sounded. I really identified with that. And I think a lot of people who watched her on television and maybe even listened to this podcast appreciated that about her.
1: I love that's the right word for her is unapologetic. And you're right. Typically, Canadians can tend to be a little bit more subdued and a little bit more reserved. So I think it was refreshing to have Candy because she wasn't any of that, right? She would say it, she would call it, she would name it. And I remember early on in working on this podcast together, um, you know, I learned a lot from her. We laughed and we learned. And she said to me one time, I I said something about our Indigenous people, and she stopped me and she corrected me and she said, "I, I know where you're coming from by saying that, but I just want you to know people in my community find that offensive. And I appreciated her correcting me because part of why we did this podcast is so that we learn and understand and, and understand and it's called from where we stand because we all come from these different perspectives. And so yes. that's one of my favorite memories is actually learning from Candy. And I loved the stories about her brother. She loved them so much and the wisdom that she gained from her father and the forgiveness in that relationship I also found very powerful.
0: Yeah, you know, when uh taking on these big challenges as we attempted to in the in this podcast you need loud unapologetic voices mm-hmm. who speak with clarity and that is what candy pomerer um 100% was and is because her her voice lives on in in the uh recordings and in the footage and content that we've were uh, blessed enough to uh create with her um still
1: kind of still kind of hits me in the gut when i hear her voice and we're going to hear it a little bit Later, because you know, the, my first reaction is to smile and and go, "Oh, there's candy," and then to feel the sadness, knowing that that she's no longer with us. But I'm so grateful that we have this podcast because I think what was in this podcast was important to her, and it's what she wanted Canada to know. And it and it lives on. We were talking a lot about voices, and there's yourself and myself, and and we had Candy, but there was a very small but mighty team of people who put this podcast together. And uh, and I know that Candy would want them to be able to be part of this tribute as well. Uh, so I want to introduce to everybody. These are the producers, the people behind the scenes who put all of this together. There's Sushral, Marcel Edwards, Adam Karsh, and from the Bell Let's Talk side of things, Elizonda Jean-Claude, whose brainchild this was. And we've brought everybody together to share a few words and a few memories. Hi, everyone. Hi. Hello. Hello.
0: Hello. Tough circumstances that we get together today, wouldn't you say? but it's good to have us all together to uh, remember a dear friend of ours, Candy Palmetter. Um, Elizanda, could you tell us uh, about one of your first uh, interactions with Candy in putting this group together?
3: Yes, of course I can. I still remember when we first met, I one of the first questions I asked her is after she explained to, her, to me her background and everything. I asked her like what made her want to be part of that project, right? And it was clear that... She wanted to help her community. She wanted to uh, provide access to healing and also clarify the path to mental health support that the Indigenous community could trust. So, um, all I can say is that Candy's voice was refreshingly authentic. Uh, We all learned so much, so much through her. Um, She had an amazing ability to demystify the complex experiences that were lived by the Indigenous community and simplify how we can all be a part of the solution uh we definitely lost the force of nature and luckily she dedicated her entire life to empower and uplift her community and everyone in her surroundings so it's now up to us to continue her legacy so may she rest in power and i'm sending my warm wishes to her family team and
0: loved ones amen to that sush Mm -hmm. your interactions with candy pometer please share
4: Yeah, I mean, you know, um, I think ever since, um, the podcast came into fruition, um, we know we want, we knew, we always knew that we wanted, um, Candy's voice to be a part of it. Um, and, uh, if to the listener, if you listen to some of these episodes, um, you'll understand why we wanted her to be part of it, um it was not just her insights and her perspective, but it was just the stories um, that she brought to the table for us to just really open our minds and just change the way we thought about something. Um, and even in, in, an interview, like in it, all the interviews that she's done across the podcast, um, one of her requests was that we turn off, um, video, uh, because she thought that, um, that would really help the person, um, you know, really go to some of those, um, intimate spaces, especially when it comes to somebody's mental health journey. Um, you know, she suggested that we just switch off the cameras and it was just, and she would always make the guest like just feel at home and, um, and, and reassure them that you know um this is just a conversation between her and this person and she just made them instantly feel comfortable and um sort of really went there with them you know it was just like uh, it was it was such a beautiful flow to watch um and it's just surreal that um we're here today uh, you know and she's not here and it's just um it's just hard to believe and it's just been a few weeks and um it's really hard to believe but you know I'm just and to think that um these podcasts that the interviews that she did and the the commentary on these podcasts on these episodes um were some of the last sort of conversations she's had. I'm kind of honored that you know um it's there because we can always go back it's sort of like an archive now like we can always go back and like listen and reflect and and introspect on some of the the stories that she's shared. And I think as a producer, um, I think Marcel will agree because she always, always pushed us to get the right voice. Um, it was not the easy way out. It was never a shortcut. It was always the best voice and the right voice for that story. And she pushed us, you know, and I think... Um, uh, she challenged us as producers and we appreciate her for doing it because you'll see some of those, if you listen to some of those interviews, why, um, you know, every person, um, that's there, um, is there for a reason. And, um, and I think I'll always carry that with me going forward. I remember when we were recording those episodes
1: and she was like, I'm going to give you the name of some people. I I think that would be really powerful whose voices we need. And we all know it's a lot of coordination to get the guesting and to get people to participate. And I love that she, I love that you shared that story because I know that it it delayed production by a, a week or two. But it was so worth it to hear that interview and that story with Edmund, right? It really told the story. You understood so much more after hearing from him.
4: Yep, absolutely. Mars, over to you.
5: Um, uh, Edmund is somebody that, um, I've interviewed a lot of people in my career as a producer, and he's definitely one of those people that I will never forget. I'm very uh, thankful for meeting. So Candy really pushed us to do that. And just uh, getting back to when I found out about her passing, I was actually in the deep throes of making, uh, you know, Christmas dinner. So I was doing a million things at once. And then I get a message from uh, Yusush, the text. And I think I read that message 20 times. I didn't even know what to think. I didn't know. I just, I was shocked. I thought it was wrong. I actually went on and did research and like, is this true? Like, you know, like I couldn't believe it because I had just seen her on the social, which is the show that I would admire her from um you know for many months before working with her and thinking wow what an incredible beautiful uh woman i loved everything she said i thought she was hilarious i thought everything that she every commentary she had to say everything that she said just was so meaningful and so when uh i got to work with her i thought wow this is an honor i'm getting to work with someone who i'm admiring from afar <laughs> um I think my most uh, Im- like uh, memorable moments on the show was actually when we were just talking with each other after we did an interview with an expert. And we would all just have, would talk about it or have, you know, just kind of, it would go a little bit longer. And just her commentary and her moments and her feedback, everything that just, it just stuck with me. Because she's an incredible person on camera. The person you're seeing is who you're getting (laughs) when those cameras turn off when the audio turns off it's the same person um so that was very that was an awesome experience for me
1: marcel would you want to share that story that you told all of us when we first logged on about a lesson that candy taught you and then how it played out in your life i think that for her that would be really honoring she loved stories
5: of course of course so my unfortunately my washer dryer are broken, and so I have to go to the laundry mat, and I was in there, you know, doing my laundry. it was kind of full. Um, and somebody made a comment about the laundry mat looking dirty and um, basically saying, "There are a lot of uh, immigrants in here, obviously, who can't uh, read English, you know, because they're not reading the signs that say to do this and do that or not to do this." And I looked up at him. I was shocked. And I looked at him and I said, "Where are you from?" And he just kind of was like, oh, "Canadian from here." I'm like, "Yeah, but do you identify yourself as an Indigenous person?" And he said, "No." And I said, "Well, I guess that means you're an immigrant too." And that actually, that line came from Candy <laughs> when we were talking. Uh, and I forget the specific episode, Amory. I forget the specific episode, but that line specifically stuck out at me. I will never forget it when we were talking about immigrants and how immigrants um you know just the racism they dealt with it was probably the very first episode and she said you know matter of fact if you're not you know if you're not an indigenous person then you know you are an immigrant because we welcomed everybody into this country
1: i love imagining candy's reaction to that story
0: <laughs> oh yeah she probably clap her hands go ahead sister you did it you know, putting together a podcast is no uh, easy feat. It is tough. It's uh, it's painstaking. It It's long and uh, arduous. But we have one of the best podcast editors in production uh, with us, uh, Adam Karsh, who has worked tirelessly to edit hours and hours and hours of audio. Adam, on your side of things, you know, listening back to all the audio and all the conversations mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on Candy and what she brought to um, this this production?
2: I will start by saying it was such an honor to work on this project with all of you and getting to know all of you and uh, really a huge, huge thrill and honor to be part of all this uh, very important and meaningful messaging. Uh, Candy, I, I knew of her, but I had never worked with her until this. So I was really excited to to work with her and I in the short time that we did this I got to know her and she was a great interviewer and conversationalist and I really like what she brought out of all the guests and of course it was very sen- all the topics very sensitive very heavy but she she was able to do it with uh, class and grace and have a really intimate conversation with everybody that she spoke to and I also really appreciated um, our banter between the recordings, so that you know, get her perspective on things, and I really appreciated her perspective. I thought she was really funny, and sometimes we needed a little bit of comic relief in the breaks because it was such heavy content. So I liked what she had to say. I liked her. Uh, I asked her about comedy, and she gave me some perspective. And it just—I learned a lot from her. I learned a lot from all of you, and I learned a lot from this project. So, uh, and I'm still in shock. I mean, it's been—I found out uh, late Christmas Day, and I got a text from. Uh, a coworker of mine. I'm like, what? So what? And and uh, Marcel, just like you, I like. I think I went to every news source online to confirm. I'm like, is this true? And I was just, yeah, I'm still in shock. And it was really sad to to hear that. So I'm really honored that I got to work with her, and and uh, I will uh, cherish the time that we spent doing this. And uh, I'm glad we did that.
1: Adam, I was thinking about you because you. Hear her voice even more than than the rest of us do, right? when you're doing the editing and and what she had to right. say, you have the opportunity to hear it again and again. so I was thinking a lot about you afterwards and just that intimacy that comes from knowing just someone's voice, how they breathe, how they speak, how they pause it's a it's a very intimate thing, and Candy always really respected that mm-hmm.
0: she did absolutely, yeah. Candy spoke about her culture with such zeal, guys. I mean, Candy would share with us some of the uh, the practices that she had learned, um, everything from mental health, medicinal, things that were geared toward wellness and healing. And she spoke about it. I think one of you used the word demystifying. And mm. she had a a great way of taking things that have been passed down for generations and generations and breaking it down for us and showing us that these were real practical things that one could do to help um, mind, body, and soul, and she was such a, a loud advocate for that. That's why this podcast was perfect for her, and she was perfect for the podcast because that's what it was all about. Mm-hmm. And and she brought so much to the table. So I I only hope that uh, she is uh, bathing in the light with her ancestors right now, and they are proud of her and what she gave to us in in uh, in the pursuit of the truth and understanding, and we we miss her. Dearly we miss her dearly, and we um we our hearts go out to her uh, her friends and family and loved ones.
1: I'm so glad that the whole team came together to chat. I know that um sometimes behind the scenes producers like to be just that behind the scenes, but I really appreciate everybody coming in and uh, sharing what they remembered and honoring candy in that way. We talked a lot about, in particular, one episode in an interview, and that was with a residential school survivor, Edmund Metatawabin. That was the interview that candy really fought for. And we wanted to share that with you because it's incredibly powerful. It's one of our most downloaded uh, episodes. So here's
6: a bit of that conversation of Candy and Edmund. And I think the thing that really stood out for me, you know, I've interviewed a lot of survivors and I've heard a lot of stories, but I never, ever before, I've heard people talk about losing their own language, but I never before heard somebody articulate the idea they took from us the ability to have a conversation that we did not have the ability to interact with other human beings. How can you have a human experience if you can't communicate with the humans around you? Like that makes you less than an animal, animals, animals communicate. So the fact that he was able to like draw down on that. And I really hope the listeners and Canadians in general can can reflect for a moment on just how far behind the eight ball you are when that is taken from you. Like how, you know, all this stuff about pull up your own bootstraps or blah, blah, blah. Like just have a can-do spirit and a plucky good attitude. Well, no, that is not, that is not possible when those very fundamental human things are taken from you and taken from you so damn young. And the fact that his dad also had gone through that and yet his father had to walk and his father had to bring him. His father knew what he was bringing him to, but if he hadn't brought him, he and his mother would have ended up in jail. That's that's how they did it. That's how they played us. So um, I just, you know, I can't say how thankful I am for the fact that he shared that story with us. And I was glad that he sort of checked us too in terms of why do you want to know? Why why are you asking? And and why, why do you want me to go through this for you? And I hope that all of us as we listen to that we'll ask ourselves that now why what are we going to do with it he has given it to us what are we going to do with it i
1: remember that candy saying that and i have since taken that with me i have so i have to stop for a second it we keep recording but i it just took me a second hearing her voice and hearing her authority and hearing her passion again and then once again being reminded she's not here but she left us an incredible gift with this and 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 what she had to say about what are you going to do with my story? You know, a lot of times we feel like we're entitled to the, to know those stories because we want to help, but we're not. And it was good for Candy to remind us. And it's good because it puts the responsibility. If I'm going to ask the question, then I better be ready to do something with the answer. And, uh, and you know, that's one of the greatest things that Candy left us was that kind of a challenge, that kind of truth, that kind of authority. Um, Jamar, she would recommend a book um, – it was written by another residential school survivor. Uh, her name was Isabel Knockwood. The book is called Out of the Depths. Uh, that was some a read that Candy thought was really important. So if you can, we, we'd we encourage you to read it. It's again, called Out of the Depths by Isabel Knockwood.
0: We'll definitely have to get my hands on that. Before we go, I'd like to let you know that if you're looking for ways to honor Candy's legacy with action, like she would have wanted, you can go to dayofpink.org slash honor candy to share memories or support organizations and a a cause that she championed.
1: Yeah. And we'd like to end our conversation today by sending our deepest condolences to Candy's wife, Denise, and to everyone who knew and loved this remarkable, incredible woman. Uh, Denise, we should let you know that on the outtakes and in the in-betweens of the interviews, she talked about you a lot. And she would always talk about how You were the one who ran. She she could do nothing without you, she would always say. She was always giving you always uh, props and credit and about how everything had to go through you because you were the one who kept her on track. Uh, So I feel like I know you a little bit. At least I knew how important you were to Candy. You can also head over to the podcast show notes or visit letstalk.bell.ca where you'll find even more links and resources. There's some help line numbers there as well and so much more. Uh, Jamar, I'm glad that we got to come together today. It was really good to hear your voice and to hear Candy's voice and to share what that meant to us.
0: Same, same. It was great to uh, get together and honor her legacy and uh, and her involvement in this podcast. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.